everyone. My name is PJ Dunn, and I am a discipleship consultant here in the Southwest region of Georgia with the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. And today I'm joined with uh, three single adults. Um, and today we're just talking about why, um, you know, reaching single adults is important. You know, how do they fit into the life of your church? And pastor, you may be watching this and you're a, a bivocational pastor. You're a pastor at a church where you're, you're the only one on staff, full-time or part-time. Um, or you could be watching this at a, at a larger church where you're just one of many um, you know, maybe you're the, the education guy um, or you're the pastor of a large church and you're thinking, you know, what's missing from connecting in our community? And that's kind of why we're talking about why singles today. And so we thought instead of talking at or around, we would just have singles join us, you know, and have singles talk about that, you know, rather than uh, just say, hey, here's some statistics and, and kind of go from there. And so um, the overarching theme of today, um, pastor, is just singles matter and and how do we get them involved in your church how are you a singles friendly church and we're not really talking a lot of strategy today we're really just talking a lot of involvement so with that i'll just kind of go around the hollywood squares here and let everybody kind of introduce themselves and so uh, our first question is just how would you define your life stage um if somebody asked you that you know and they just say hey define yourself and so uh, i'll just start with the first one in front of me so rebecca uh, how would you answer that question um, I am, uh, like almost a decade out of college, which is pretty crazy. Um, so I've been working, um, in my field, I'm a graphic designer, been working, um, in my field for a few years, uh, working in, um, primarily in the Baptist circle. I worked for the IMB for a little bit, um, worked for a couple of churches. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's great. And you've had a lot of experience with different size churches and different states, you know, as you've mm -hmm. So I have a lot of perspective there. And so Josh. Yeah. So right now I am kind of closing out towards the end of my master's degree and I'm working as a, uh, a singles minister actually. And so I kind of view myself at the, uh, you know, near the end of education, beginning career, kind of right on uh, the border of that. Is that how you view the goatee too? It's like right on the border of like being a full <laughs> Or is that just, I don't, I'm unsure. I'm not fully committing, but. Uh, okay. All right. All right. It might be a, a different video. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and Gloria, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Gloria Irving and I would define myself as in the second half of my life. I am free, excited, enjoying life and a missionary. So I love what I do. I get to travel all over the world and I get to make a difference in my neighborhood where I live as well as internationally. Yeah. And so, yeah, Gloria is all over the place doing all the things. And when you're asking, um, how's your week been? It's like, well, I minister to these five people and somebody else is living in the back room right now, you know? And so it's just kind of how she lives her life and loves people to the fullest extent. Um, but everybody on this call today is at a different stage of their singleness, whether they're processing uh, that I would even call myself single, right? That you don't, you don't hear that word necessarily being defined as I am this age group you know, when I check this box on the census, this is what I feel. It's not, it's not what we hear people saying when they define themselves in single. Um, but what we want pastors to kind of understand is that when we say single, we're not just talking about dating. That's, that's one of the things that comes up. It's just like, oh, well, I got some people that date, you know, or they're divorced. Like those are the two things you think of. But when we talk about singles, you're talking about singles never married and singles that are looking to date or not looking to date. And that can be all ages. And then you have 
that engagement period where you're still single because you're not married, otherwise you'd be married, so you're engaged. And then you have um, uh, divorced, you have single parents that fall into that mix. That could be a little bit different, um, you know, interactions. You know, you could be different types of singles and be a single parent. And then um, we have widows uh, that fall into there as well. And so all of these areas add up to the word single. So when we say, how are we going to be a single friendly church? That's what it is. So we have different life stages on here, uh, different points in their careers, um, divorced, uh, single, dating, maybe not dating, and, and just at different points of what it looks like. And so, so the first uh, question that I want to ask, I get this a lot when I go out. So how do you feel about the, uh, the title of single to describe your life stage? So um, Gloria, I'll go with you first. Last is first, I think, kind of thing. And so uh, tell me, how do you feel about using that term? Well, I love it. I have no problem with it. And I know that some people do. Uh, but I prefer single over saying, "Are have you been married, divorced, and all of that. If you're single, you're single. And if you're married, you're married. So for me, single, the term single has no problem whatsoever. I love it. Yeah. And uh, Josh, we'll just kind of go in reverse here. Josh, how about you? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, it's pretty, pretty accurate. So um, again, yeah, like Gloria said, I know, you know, some other people can, that can be a, a sensitive thing, but you know, it's just an accurate description of where I'm at in life. So I'm cool with it. All right, Becca, what you thinking? Um, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm going to say the same thing. I don't mind being called single. I, I will say that if that's the only thing you're using to describe me, you're not really getting the full picture of who I am. Yes. Um, and so while I don't have any problem being called single, I'm not ashamed that I'm not married. And I, I, I think there are many benefits to being single. Um, a lot of other descriptors that we use to describe ourselves, like I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a granddaughter, I'm a niece, I'm a uh, friend, I'm a coworker. Those are all based on like what you, relationships that you do have. And the only descriptor I have that uh, defines what I don't have is single. So that is kind of like an interesting um, contrast. So I understand why people might not love being defined by something they don't have. Yeah, yeah. And so it, and it's one of the reasons that, you know, one of the things behind me is marriage isn't the finish line, right? And it's the idea that while I, I may be single, it's not marriage that completes me. And so what's interesting about your answers, and because we're friends, you know, I know where you're at in that journey. And so someone who's not complete in Christ, you know, that that hasn't really worked through like their identity in Christ would say, well, don't use that word single. You know, that really offends me. And I'm not saying that's everybody, but just generally speaking, if you're, if you're not really uh, sure of who you are, then sometimes those words are more offensive because you haven't figured out what that means. And so whether you're 21 and don't want to use the word single or you're, uh, you know, 60 and never married uh, or you're divorced three times, you know, that word single can really uh, mess you up or, or help you do it. But at the end of the day, um, when you're trying to find other people like you, you know, when you say that question that way, you're going to type into their, you know, singles in this city, you know, or how do I, how do I look for singles on a, on a church website is a really good example of this. And so um, I think the term single is a good descriptor because it's unified. You're going to see that on forums when you fill it out in HR, when you get jobs, when you go somewhere, when you're filling out something for the government, you're going to answer the box and you're going to check single. And so how we present that on a website uh, to be a single friendly church is to use the word single, not just family. 
And that's kind of where we lean in today's discussion a little bit is like knowing your community and using those words. You know, uh, Josh as a singles minister knows this. It's, it's, if you want to reach singles, you have to say singles, this is where you can connect. Right. And so, and so using those words has been very valuable. Um, but many websites don't have the word single on there. So I don't know if any of you have an experience there, uh, but when you were trying to find somewhere to connect to a local church or a community, um, what was your online search like as a single trying to find that? Anybody, go. Well, when I was looking for a church, I didn't actually look for something that, um, like a singles group or something like that. Because again, traditionally it has like connotations of, oh, single group looking for a husband or looking for a wife. So when I was looking uh, for a church home, I didn't look for that. What I looked for was, could I, can I serve? Can I be in leadership? Would I be welcomed just the way that I am? And those are the things that I looked for. And I would actually interview them as I called and asked. And then, yes, I would say kind of, what do you have for singles, things like that. But I personally don't like being a part of a singles group. Mm -hmm. However, I love having the fellowship with other singles as well as families that are husband, wife, and children. And so I think blending that all together was what was important for me. I wanted to be able to be accepted as a family, <laughs> but I'm a single person family. Um, but that's, that's kind of what I look for. So if I was shunned away when I came in and kind of put in a different place, then that would be not the place for me. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's really interesting. And I want to expound on it because, you know, you really said something that could be taken as those don't line up. You know, I don't want a singles group, but I do want to be around singles. And so when we pick a program, and we say programs fix things, then you're putting it in a, in a little spot and you say that this is going to fix Gloria's answer, but it's really not. You know, what she's saying is talk to me, the person, am I accepted? So that none of those things have anything to do with life stage as far as being married, single, seven kids, no kids, you know, your context. You just want to know that you're accepted and that you're welcomed at this church. And that church may use the word single, uh, singles, families, adults. You know, they may not use family or singles. They just use the word adults. And even that neutralizes the conversation. It says, I identify as that, like I can go there. And so Josh, as you're reaching singles in your community, you know, speak to that. Like how, how do you balance all those things? Yeah. So um, I think that one of the biggest things that people are looking for, and you know, I've, I've had a, the privilege of, I am on staff at the church that I grew up at, but I've been involved in so many different areas of the church, uh, not just singles ministry, not just as a staff member. Um, and what I think that certainly what I look for, and I know a lot of the people in my ministry look for is not necessarily just a singles group to connect with. So that's a hugely important thing about what we do, but it's, uh, like Gloria said, a place to be welcomed as family, but also places to serve. You know, we've had a lot of people, including myself who have served in other areas that aren't singles ministry, whether it be, uh, with the youth or the children's or leading a, a small group discussion that's in a midweek group or something like that. There are all these different places to find community. And I think that regardless of what ministries you have in your church, uh, what's really important to people is, hey, can I as a single adult fit into that? Is that being communicated to me that, yes, we're looking for, for people like you to, to help us here, whether it's singles ministry or serving somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. And so Rebecca, I'll give you a shot at it. You know, maybe you, you want to jump in there on that one. Yeah, I, um, 
I, I'm I kind of am in the same boat as Gloria in that I never really thought of singles ministry as like, oh, I want to be a part of a singles ministry as much as I just want to be a part of a church that is inclusive of singles. And that doesn't have to look like here's the ministry specifically for you. But if, if uh, like I, I went to a church um, in, in Virginia where we had community groups that weren't life stage based, it was location based. And so I got to be in a group that had a, a pair of grandparents and a, a young family with young kids and a family with teenagers and a, a young couple who are just having their first baby and then some other singles and we were all together as adults um, who love the Lord and we're, we're chasing after Jesus together. Um, and that, that's what I want to be a part of. I want to, like, you can use the word single, like on your website or whatever, um, to just so that we can see that keyword and know we're welcome without having a specific designated spot where you're going to stick us. Um, Because while I love having single friends and I have some of my best friends are single as well. Some of my best friends are also married and um, I love being included in in the family units of the people I know in church as well. Yeah, because it's all those dynamics. You want to be a part of the community and community isn't just who looks like you, acts like you, is at your life stage, only these people. You know, we grow in the fullness of Christ and we see the full body of Christ. And so we shouldn't isolate any group of people off to including married adults, right? They shouldn't be off in their own little corner because you're married and this is where you got to be. Single shouldn't be the same thing. Um, students, we would say, hey, we need a student ministry. You know, how do we connect them too? So, oh, Gloria raised her hand. Go for it. I wanted to give an example because I don't know who all will be watching this, but uh, I went into a church and I won't say where, uh, but I didn't want to be in a singles class per se. So I went into a class where there were couples because I really like the family dynamic. I love older people. I love younger. So I wanted that kind of like Becca being in a life group with all stages. So I went to this class and later I'm talking to, it was a couples and there were a couple of singles in there. And I had one of the wives that came to me later and said, why would you come into a class with couples? And so there lies a lot. That was a threat for her. And so we were able to talk about it because I totally didn't get that. And she was like, there's a place for you. So why did you come in here? And I said, because I wanted to be a part of a complete, for me, I liked having the couples and the grandmothers and all of that. I'm like, Becca. And, and I asked her, I said, what's the problem for you? And she said, well, you're single. And I said, so what's that problem? And see, that stems back. That's why we have problems in churches. That's something that she needed to deal with. There was a little threat, a single woman, maybe around her husband. And that happens for singles a lot. Because I'm a little bit older than your other two guests, I have gone through that. And so they'll look at that and think, well, are you here for a different reason? And no. So being able to be accepted and being able to deal with your own idiosyncrasies that you have and recognize, okay, that's a problem for me, not really for them. And I need to get over it. And so that's something that as people watch this, maybe if you find yourself in that boat and you've thought, oh, wow, did I think like that? Maybe you can change that and figure out why you're thinking like that so you can make a change. I'm going to drive over and hug you right now. And so like, I'm glad that you made the point because it's it's hard for me to make that point, you know, and say, well, I've heard a story. But, you know, you're hearing from a single adult who visited a church and had that. And, and so not every church 
has a married adult group that can accept singles into it. And so sometimes we go create a singles group just because the married group couldn't. Now you say, well, we're not that way. We're all adults. Um, but at the same point, 40% of marriages end in divorce. The average age for marriage is 30 for men and 28 for, for women. And the average um, age for a first time divorce is 30. And so when you put all those statistics together, you walked into a room that didn't have completely healthy marriages. And so we get idealistic about rooms, but that room may not be the right room. But that other room next to it of adults that are married and, and whatever, you could have walked in there and had no weird vibes, right? Because you have healthy marriages that are over here. And it's not that all marriages aren't healthy. You know, we're all dealing with relationship drama to some extent, whether you're single or married. But the point is, is that you, you don't know what it is. But the other point is that you need to be reaching singles. And so the statistics I just gave you are on this website, tfoministries.org. It's one of the reasons that we did this. So I'm part of the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. We're going to help churches reach single adults. We want them to be equipped with all of the right knowledge and information and statistics. And so this website just happens to be a great website. Um, it is a ministry that I run, full disclosure. And so I'm, of course, a little biased for it. But, but it's really like, how, are, how is your church reaching singles? And we're answering that differently today because we have Josh, who is a singles minister. And in his context, singles ministry proper, so to speak, is reaching single adults. But the class that would reach Gloria or would reach Becca would look very, very different. But if that pastor's connecting you, he's answered that question. And he, and he's, and he has you connected in that group and you can be a part of it. So uh, I want to sh shift to this, this other question, which I think is really important. Um, which is something um, that you think that pastors don't understand about being single. And so there, there are stigmas, right and wrong, that pastors tend to marry younger. Um, I hear that often, you know, I didn't really live the single life. And so I don't really understand the single life. Like, what's that like, you know, and, and, and singles are like, it must be so hard for you being married, you know, and being, you know, like there's all these emotions that come up uh, when we ask this question. Um, but pastors, their hearts are to reach people. And so most of them genuinely ask the question from a place of, I don't understand. Can you just tell me, like, what is it, you know? And so what do you think pastors don't understand about being single? Somebody go for it. Go. Well, I think the, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things I see um, is kind of what you're hitting at there is that most pastors, you know, generally have been married for a little while. And a lot of them have never gotten to, the stage in life where most of their friends are married or a lot of their friends are married where they might themselves have been expected to be married, but are still single. And, you know, the truth is a lot of single adults who are in that, that life stage, there's all their, they see all their friends who are married. They see some of their friends who are starting to have kids. Uh, um, maybe they're, you know, they were married themselves and got divorced. And so all of a sudden they've kind of gone in and out of that world. So pastors who haven't lived that don't necessarily understand what that experience is like and the, the problems that can come with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rebecca, what do you think? What would you say? Um, I think something that not necessarily just pastors, but something I want to say to like all married people in the church, especially people who got married pretty young um, is to include like make an effort to include a single person in your family unit. Um, because that has been the biggest blessing to me as someone who thought they would have their own family unit by now, but doesn't. Um, I grew up in a big family. I'm the oldest of five kids. I love kids. I love being around families. Um, and so 
and in in the different places I've lived, I've had families kind of adopt me, like invite me over to dinner and and incorporate me into like family events and things. And that's been um, such a blessing to me to be able to still be a part of of families without, mm-hmm. but still being a single person. Um, so. So just make, make, make an effort to, to, to find it. And I mean, this is my perspective. I don't know if every single wants to be adopted by a family, but um, that, that has been a huge um, encouragement to me to just be able to be a part of, of those units. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a really great word. And, and, and it's awkward, the dance of trying to figure out if that married couple with a kid, like, am I welcome here? Can I come to dinner with you? You know, our, our name came from a place of, you know, would you have a, a, a table for one? You know, would you go out to a restaurant and just have a meal by yourself? And why not? And what is the insecurities that come from that? So that's where the name table for one came from. And so in this scenario, you know, what you're saying is like, can I hang out with you? Can I be around your family? I've, I thought I thought I would have this at this point. And I don't have it in my life. And so how how I, can I can I please be invited? So it takes two parties, right? That single adult has to get over the awkwardness of just go for it, you know. And then that married family, that pastor family, um, with or without kids, whatever it looks like, has to say, yeah, you're welcome. Of course you're welcome. Like a lot of times, it's not that you're not welcome in their family unit. It's just somebody didn't say it. And so it takes both sides like awkwardly dancing to figure out, okay, we can hang out and have a barbecue. Everything's cool. All right, let's go. And then you're off to the races and you don't have to talk about being single every time. Like the whole point of this is to not make it about, let's talk about this every time we get together. You have something, I don't have something, you have something. You know, some married people envy that singles have all this time on their hand. You know, it's like this glorious thing that singles are just, they have more than 24 hours in a day. Did y'all know that? And they can go do whatever they want, whenever they want. You know, even though they have half the income of the person that's complaining about it. So it's, it's everybody fantasizes about the other side, you know, like you, you, you get to shelter in place because you're married and you have kids and it's magical. And they're like, if these kids don't get out of the house, you know, the magic's going to stop. And so it, it, everybody has their, their, you know, I think this other person has X thing. And it's not just one way for singles and singles aren't just lonely. We know that. Um, different surveys show us that loneliness has nothing to do with your single or married status, that lonely people exist in both contexts, right? So um, Gloria, um, you know, you, you, you work in missions. And so you've taken a lot of pastors on mission trips. You work with a lot of churches. Just tell us, you know, what would you say to that pastor, you know, to understand singles? I would say build community. And that's one of the things years ago, you would hear the, the term, uh, it takes a village or a community to raise a child. And when you think about that, it takes a community to do a whole lot of things. And we forget and put singles outside of that community. Yet when I travel different cultures, and I think that's what happens here, even in America, different cultures will say, well, if you are not married or if you, um, don't have a husband or a son to take care of you, then you're kind of discarded. And that's, that's not true. That's not true. But those are the things, the traditions that people have put out there. And so we, we began to fall into that tradition. So what I would say to pastors is let's break out of the box. Okay. Let's take it all out of the box. What is community? And if you define community for yourself, what that looks like, and a community is not just a neighborhood of married people or 
children, people with kids or seniors or widows. It's everyone all there together and we're working and serving together. And so if you could change your definition of what it looks like in your family and kind of move tradition to the side and say, I'm breaking out of the box. I'm going to do it different. And I will say even PJ, you know, I know you personally and I feel like a part of your family, I'm single, but we put things in place and a lot of it is fear. And so if, if a couple, I'm a female, you're a male, you're married, okay. One of the things that you did that I thought was so great and I've seen other people do, when we communicate, we communicate on a three-way chat. So it's always the three of us. So there's never a, there's never a, a um, cause for suspicion yeah. to say, oh, I wonder what they're saying because your wife can read everything. You can read everything I say to her and it becomes a very open and healthy relationship. And so those are things that, that pastors can teach teach their families how to communicate and how to keep things uh, from being suspicious above board and to work it out very uh, smoothly. There are ways to do this. And maybe that's something that Table for One can even do that, you know, kind of implement and show a person how to do that. Many people don't know how to do that or they've never thought of it. Taking notes. This is this. I got homework assignment now after this. So um, I think I think that's a, a great point. And that that interaction sometimes it feels like it's forced, you know, to have a group chat. But, um, you know, we use an app platform to do that. And it's not weird. It's not weird because we just did it, you know, and we're all friends. And so why wouldn't we all just chat in the same group? You know, we could just as easily have side conversations. Not that we don't. Right. But but generally speaking, we have a group conversation. So I never have to have a conversation with my wife that says, oh, yeah, we talked about this today, you know, and it's like, well, I wasn't involved in that, you know, and, and it's not that that happens, but it, it, when it's open and it's trans, you can have that. And so it's not because you're single, it's because you're a female it has nothing to do with you, you know, either way, right, that we just have always had that relationship. And at the same point you can drop in the house anytime you want, you know, and you're, and you're part of the family. And so um, I, pastors typically, um, you know, we, I don't want to say typically, but we just have blind spots. And so I know that me uh, uh, being in ministry, um, I just have blind spots. And I didn't know I had them until somebody came into my office one day and they told me, you said this. And that offended me. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And so after I get over the emotion of being wrong, which I never am, but after I get over that emotion, then I hear, man, they're probably right. Like I probably, i kind of blew it there. You know, like I said this phrase and I overgeneralized this thing and, and I didn't realize I messed it up, but I kind of messed up. So we're going to end this video uh, with y'all just um, helping pastors see that blind spot. And everybody has one. Everybody on this video has one. Um, and so you've experienced this with being single. So the question looks like, um, what do you look for? Uh, what would you look for pastors to say that you're included in their message? So pastors, you know, they spend hours and hours crafting these messages and they're pouring a little bit of their, their heart out every single week, you know, and, and that's, and that's exhausting and it's an exhilarating, you know, God has called us to this. God wants us to, to reach people, love people, share the gospel. And at the same point, there's just a few words in that message that can sometimes connect us or disconnect us. And it doesn't seem fair that in 30 to 45 minutes of talking that you hang on those one, one or two words. I'll just say it to the pastors watching right now. It's not fair. But when we hear that those words communicate to somebody else something, now we've grown in knowledge. And now we can say, well, we want to be all things to all men so that some 
would accept Christ, right? That's what Paul's called us to do. And so I want each of y'all to talk about that. We'll start with Josh. Um, but, you know, what are, what are some key words that you look for that connect you or disconnect you as a single adult in those sermons? Yeah, uh, I don't know if I have keywords. I think one of the biggest things is just when uh, a pastor brings up examples, a lot of time kind of the culminating application can be, this is how you do, this is how you interact with your family, your wife, your kids, or whatever. And um, that's really helpful to a lot of people. But I think, you know, pastors, when you're kind of crafting your message and you come to that application immediately because that's where you are in life, I would, you know, you know, tell you like, Hey, when that happens, also think, okay, remember not everybody has this. Um, so how can I make this apply to singles or how can I make this apply to married couples who don't? Cause it, it goes beyond just uh, right. uh, stuff that's missing out on singles. But uh, I, I would think that remember when you're coming up with those examples that are really close to you and maybe a lot of people, you know, think, okay, now this is my time to also think, how does this apply to, uh, to other people as well? So I don't, you know, pigeonhole this to one group. Yeah. And, and the reason being that 40% of adults are single and no matter what your community is, that's true because those are government statistics and of the working force over 50% of people are single. And so when we say, Hey, be thinking about this, it's because it's a large portion of who's sitting in your pews on Sunday. This isn't just a subsect of some mad person that says, please remember me, right? This is a large portion of your church and your community to connect with. So great, great points. Um, uh, Gloria, uh, I'll, I'll, why don't you go next? What are you thinking? Okay. Uh, well, I want to say right on, Josh. I love that. And I think stories, look into the word of God. There are so many stories about singles and how God used them. And even Paul, if you're in 1 Corinthians 7, and it's talking about how single people even have uh, more opportunity to be holy and things that they can do. And so when you're making those applications and when you are teaching your lessons, pastors, just include singles and the different examples that you see in scripture use those examples and applications can go for all even children i love i watched one pastor that they didn't they don't have a children's ministry per se it's a smaller church but when he uh, is teaching and he makes applications he always includes the kids too he'll say now children you can probably do xyz mm -hmm. and he'll do that and so that's the same thing he's cognizant of the fact that there are children in the audience and there's no children's ministry. So just be aware that there are singles, whether they're divorced or widow or never married, there are singles in your audience. So make sure that when you're doing your applications that you make it apply to us. And, and that's very easy to do. It's just something you have to think about to then want to do. And so we're saying, open your eyes and your ears and start thinking a little differently. And they're baby steps. You won't change everything at once. But if you just start making that step, we see that and we appreciate it. Yeah. And it's not that you're getting it wrong, Pastor. You're getting it right. But yeah. just think of how the scope opens, you know, like don't, don't walk away from this conversation thinking, man, we just got beat up by a bunch of singles on a video. Like that's not what anybody's saying. We're saying you rock, you know, you're, you're doing, you're the hero of your church. You are, you know, your people, but what if you open that a little wider, you know, and you hit just a few more people. And then those people, when they're shopping at the grocery store say, Hey, my pastor, you know, he's, he would, he would really, he'd really connect with you. And what they're saying is you're welcome in that church. You're single, you're checking me out today. And we would really like you to come to our church on Sunday. Cause I know that you 
are welcome, you know, and pastors can set that tone. They can, they can widen that out by doing that. Um, Rebecca, you're the last up. So, you know, swing, swing for the fences, man, go for it. So what are you, what are you thinking? Well, everyone already said what I wanted to say, <laughs> um, but, uh, so I'm just going to say it in a different way. Um, I, as a single person, I think marriage is a beautiful thing. I think having a spouse and children are great. And I support that. And I don't mind hearing your examples about your wife and your kids from the stage. Um, but when that's the only kind of example I hear over and over and over again, you are consistently only speaking to a certain demographic of your church and you're excluding this other demographic over here. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't talk about your kids ever again, or don't, don't talk about your spouse ever again. Um, but like what, what glow and you were just talking about is expand um, the view or it's the spectrum of examples or stories that you talk about um, and, and put, put single people into the leadership of your church, have a single person actually kind of be a, a sounding board um, for, for the things that you're talking about or the, the way the direction your church is being led. Um, it doesn't have to be a paid staff, but like volunteers and whatever um, church leadership structure you have include single people in that. Cause your, your, your church has single people in it and, and they need to be represented just like, men and women and married people all need to be represented because we're all one big family together. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of having singles in leadership, of course, and, you know, to every church has a different polity model there. And so wherever that means for you, um, you can have a single adult speak into your life, you know, like that's the core takeaway. And do you have a single adult speaking into your life that can say that? I've heard pastors say, my crazy aunt so-and-so, and she told me how she heard it. I've heard pastors, uh, you know, say, well, Actually, I have a 23-year-old um, who hasn't been married yet, just out of college, and that's his context, is that he has somebody in his family who's living the single life, and he's like, I had no clue how hard it was to date. I had no clue, you know, and like, and the point is, is, you know, you didn't, but you had somebody speak into your life that could help you with that, so I think leadership roles are a great thing. I think remembering that you can't have the same stories all the time, so pulling from biblical examples that are single, like uh, Jesus, for instance, you know, and just saying that, you know, he's single and, and just making sure that you reference that from time to time, that these guys in scripture married single, they had a context and just bringing that up sometimes just really helps. And, and sometimes we can neutralize that story instead of saying my wife and we can say, well, somebody I know, and that changes the whole thing, you know, instead of saying, so I could use the same examples from, you know, life, my life examples, but just neutralize the word just a little and then everybody is it. So, um, man, I just, I thank you all for doing this. This is not an easy conversation. So I'm sure everybody threw up a little bit before we got on and they may not watch this uh, live, but it, it's an important topic. And we're talking about reaching, you know, tens of thousands of people just in Georgia Baptist churches, you know, down here in the Southwest part of Georgia, we, we could reach thousands of singles uh, with the knowledge that we shared today. And so I appreciate you for standing up, for saying those words and, and doing all those things for us. So thank you for joining us for our video today. I hope this helps you see that reaching singles is important. The, the why, I hope we're walk, you're walking away and saying, man, there is a why there. Um, but this video is just the beginning. And so it's a part of a video series and blog series where we talk about, okay, now how do I do that? That's a whole nother conversation. 
And uh, what we do as discipleship consultants is we come to your church, we get to know you, and we come up with your how together. And we're not, we're not going to say this is one thing that works in every church. Um, and we're going to help you do that. So thank you for taking time to invest in this topic today as you're watching. Thank you all again for being a part of this and uh, look forward to the next one. Thanks.